1: Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.
0: I feel like falling in love. Oh. I'm in the mood to fuck something up. Tonight I'm fucking something up, baby. I need some drink in my cup. Drink it. Drink it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? I'm in the mood to fuck something up. That's not what she said, uh. but I wanna go missing. Mm-mm. I need a prescription. Mm-mm. I wanna go higher. Mm-mm. Can I sit on top of you? Mm-mm. Wanna go where nobody's been. Okay. Wanna go where nobody's been. Have you ever <laughs> had fun like this? So yes, oh, I was whoa. waiting for your echo. We're gonna fuck up tonight. Mm-mm
2: black line mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all uh, right <laughs> on a... hey get it noah hey oh, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> oh hey all right hey. that's good you did the rest of the intro for me hey. thank you go get the shower <laughs> yes afab noah yeah i saw that on the alley oop what Oh, I know. You know. You said,
3: you said,
0: Wait, what? You
3: sent to the death
0: about- No, she watches it on YouTube. What
3: the hell are you talking about?
0: What the hell are you talking
1: about? Like a the types I to the
3: This dad talk is
0: about? what's happening. No. I did not. She did that on her own. She said she was pulling at it. This is
2: reality my podcasting. My love, I'm recording. Oh, this is Reality my podcasting, life. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Getting Grown. <laughs> <laughs> <What the hell? laughs> Welcome <nigga>. Rick. <Featuring>, Praise <laughs> the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. This is Jade, and her entire family on this episode. Welcome. Yeah, everybody.
0: Praise he was like, "Did you send her to school with the He said, you he sent her to dance school with them rips in her tights." And I was like, "No?" She said she was pulling on them tights. Like, "Why would I send her out the house oh. like that?" What in <laughs> the world.
2: Bless his heart. Anyway, how are Lord. you? Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. I'm doing okay. I don't have any complaints. I'm safe and I have what I need. Mm. How are you?
0: Me too. I'm good. I'm drinking a um what language is this? A Japanese grapefruit oh, excuse me. I'm
2: lying. Taiwanese excuse us.
0: grapefruit beer.
2: Yes indeed. Yes indeed. And it's delicious. Grapefruit mm. beer.
0: Yeah. Sounds delightful. I like grapefruit beer like scoffer half oh i love that stuff it's
2: delicious okay yeah well i'm yeah. drinking uh, <laughs> my homemade medicine ball thank you to everyone who sent yes in. you are Recipes shout out to all feedback. the baristas all of the baristas out there who've helped me <clears throat> uh we talked about it on the pre-show i am really close i'm getting there making tweaks To my process, we're close. We're very close. I'm going to try to make a Honey Simple Syrup next. And that Mm, is going to, I think. You're going to make a Honey Simple Syrup. Yes. This is going to elevate my at-home Starbucks medicine ball experience. So I'll report back. But we are making progress. So thank you to everyone who sent an email, a comment, a DM, a tweet. I read them all, all of them helped informed my process. I bought a frother and some other materials. You can check it out on yes. the pre-show. But yes, I'm getting there. I'm getting there.
0: You buying a frother is really what sends it over <laughs> to me. I just <laughs> am so pleased by that.
2: It was really like, inexpensive. You took my suggestion. I did. I told you it's not It's, not, it's not crazy. It's not more than $20. It's not. And I got it right to mm-hmm. the Amazon. They dropped it off to the house the next day.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you all can... You know play around with your little coffee shop designs i still everything i make looks like shrek but <laughs> it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine it's fine oh, i enjoy my shrek little ears lattes <laughs> everything looks like shrek um well we have a little trash to get into so i think we should mosey in that direction let us mosey Oh, it is time for the basura and um you know, we have a, just a, a an amalgamation of things today. Oh. We love First and foremost, um I, this is not trash. I just wanted to know, have you seen Madonna
2: lately? Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some, yeah. somebody tried to put it on my timeline. I used my thumbs to move right on past it, but I <laughs> saw her attempting, I don't know if she was, what what she was doing with her waist, but I quickly assessed and surmised that it was none of my concern.
0: I knew there was something amiss when I saw her do that butt cheek under the bed uh, uh, I don't know. photo shoot. What, what is Madonna, but 60? I saw Why this, are we doing I don't know. She's one thousand and six. If I I'm am almost forty, Madonna
2: needs to be in her seat. I'm so sorry. N- she's a thousand years old, sister. What? I mean, she's Madonna has she, been grown my whole life. Blood. I was a young girl watching A League of Their Own, and Madonna was an adult, sister. I
0: was a young girl watching Who's That Girl. I, if you all for all my OG OGs who remember Who's That Girl, I was watching Who's That Girl back when she had a different accent. She was still from Detroit. Lord have mercy, and.
2: Yeah, I was watching Who's That Girl. I don't That's, know what and she's Madonna doing. was f- fully grown then. She is wearing lots of makeup and lots of black leather, and I don't want any she's part a of Twilight. It. I don't want any part of it. She's a Twilight. She can. She. I can just wanted her to. Time. She's had her time. I would like to reclaim mine.
0: I would as well. Go with God. I would as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Eminem is fifty years old. Really? What? Ain't that crazy? Ain't that crazy to think that about? That is wild. That is that's nuts. Wild. I I just had that's why wow. I had to. Marshall I just wanna, Mathers. Marshall Mathers is fifty years old, sister.
2: Marshall Mathers is fifty. What a time to be alive.
0: Yeah, I remember being in high school and going up for the Marshall Mathers LP, which is a terrible, terrible album. Now, terrible.
2: <laughs> I was about to say,
0: what an admission. <laughs> I know. <laughs> i was like what I know. not i was like y'all know i don't fuck with the white boys but this one could rap but he was rapping he was killing his mother and all kinds of things i said well the content is a bit iffy but <laughs> he's always troubled me yeah no he is troubled he is troubled but he is a 50 years old now and i just wanted to see what your reaction was to that i couldn't believe that he was 50. well is he
2: aging like well is he aging i don't know what is you know he looking what like let's
0: now? see let's see if he's giving avocado Let's look. Eminem. Mm-hmm. Does he have an Instagram? I'm going to assume. Yes, he does. Okay.
2: Wow. He actually looks well. I mean, I feel like, didn't we just see him down to the to, the, to Super Bowl when he yes, performed we did. with Dr. Yeah. Dre? Okay. Yeah. Okay. He, right. es-
0: especially for, um, you know. Circumstances. He's aging mm-hmm. quite well. Well, good for him. Okay, go ahead, Eminem. Get your money. Um, okay, so I said last week we weren't gonna talk about this, but I think that we need to talk about this because so I'm sure you have all heard the egregious comments that Kanye made on um the Drink Champs podcast. Um, hosted by Nori if you're not aware he made comments referring to George Floyd's death um, not being not being due to uh, police brutality but being due to him having fentanyl in his system and and a number of other ridiculous things the family of George Floyd is now suing him and I hope they get every dime. Um, I hope they get every red cent. Do you hear me? Every single one. Like I want the loose change associated with this. You owe us. I found it to be—it's a defamation lawsuit, and I find it to just be. I'm like, it's clear that this man is unwell. But at 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 what point does somebody shut him up for being just completely dangerous and disrespectful? because um, what you're saying now is just flagrant and disrespectful and this is not the first time you said some flagrant and disrespectful shit but I don't know I just okay. found that to be really disgusting Nori did apologize to the family of George Floyd
2: I saw that
0: Um, and said he was disgusted I with saw. the comments I feel like he needs to remove the episode personally Um, <clears throat> but you know that's not my
2: did all. he object when Kanye said it in real time I don't recall okay cause I didn't really listen to it Ooh. I just saw that he said it but I didn't actually hear I can't the, the footage that Cardi B would say
0: he goes on no. he's he's so full of helium at this point that I just can't I can't listen to him I heard like so when one quick it. clip and I just the only thing that I noted was so the, the Kardashian <laughs> accent is gone for the drink champs interview got it
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: But I think that And I mean Like you said clearly he is unwell But it's starting to He's starting to physically look sick He's not looking well at all He's gray Right like help, like he looks like he is not Being properly cared for Like He's not caring for himself properly Mm-mm. That's what it looks like mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure But you know I hope like I said It is my hope that the family of George Floyd um, it's properly compensated I Guess
0: they're just for yeah absolutely absolutely they agree they 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 deserve all of the good things or excuse me mm-hmm. all of the things because they've already right. suffered enough so for you to have to listen to somebody who's so full of shit talk things that are even more egregious than what you thought they, they they've said previously like I didn't even think he could top himself with his ridiculousness so I hope they do. I hope they get every penny. Um, this information means nothing to me, but I f- I figured you might know and the audience might, you know, take interest too. Apparently, Monique, the lady with the binders, got kicked off of The Real Housewives of Potomac.
2: Did she get kicked off or she left?
0: I was told she got kicked off. Okay. For snuffing candyache.
2: Oh, well, she didn't. Well, okay. She absolutely did snuff candy. <laughs> but I thought that it was, she left of her own choosing oh, um, because okay. she is now on love and marriage DC on the own network. Her There's a her marriage DC. Yes, there is. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, there is. And I will okay. be honest that it is chaotic. <laughs> I can imagine as they it all are Who's in charge? Carlos King does those love and marriages Carlos right? King, Carlos King does those love and marriages and he is responsible directly responsible for this okay yes he is okay well it is chaotic um, and I had, did not make it through the entire episode of, of, of episode, entire first season of that and I feel like I caught a bit like the tail end and a bit of the reunion and there was lots of Shenanigans. Okay. Shenanigans.
0: Well, I won't be watching that. I had to watch and... Um, Love and Marriage Alabama for a while because Tristan thought it was a real estate show. And so he was watching it. And then he quickly oh, realized that it was not a real estate show. That but then show, you know, by this me. time, I already been invested in the mess.
2: This season, the latest episode that came out this week, there was like an actual physical altercation between. Martel and Marceau. They actually almost came to physical blows.
0: Martel is the one who had the baby on the lady with the long neck. Mm-hmm. Crazy.
2: Well the the And which
0: one is the think- one who didn't know his children had peanut butter allergies? Marceau. Mm. So it's the ancient nigga versus ancient nigga. They should eat each yes. other like beta fish.
2: And so like and the what what was the most audacious thing? Well it shouldn't even be it's not even shouldn't even surprise me, honestly. But <clears throat> this man almost fought another man for whatever reason, we don't even really know what got them all hot and bothered and ready to tussle. Right. Right. <laughs> we don't even understand what prompted their beef. Um, They actually had a conversation shortly after and were able to like, we squashed our beef. And he actually blamed his wife who sat there silently. He was like, it's your fault that I almost fought another grown man. It's like. And it was like, you know, there's just a particular kind of patriarchy that is on display down there in. Are you a puppet? Like, am I a puppet master? It is. It is wild, and I do believe that. I don't know. Like, I feel like even even real issues or things that are like things that you know actually happen because Funky Doniva was on this episode. This is real messy, but oh. he actually came. Um, and was like asking them about the fight after it happened. And as they were explaining what happened, he actually took my side and was like, women don't realize what kind of position they put men in when they get to the fight in. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? What? Now, do I believe that there are instances when, um, yes, sort of violence yeah. and things yes. can happen. And, you know, because,
0: of an you instigation know. Of Yes, like, yes. And, and I, Now I'm yes. not I'm not
2: saying that I Wholesale disagree with With what Funky Di- The point that Funky Donneva Was making But I felt like the way And I don't know if it was A function of editing Or what But just the way That the mm. conversation Transpired Marceau Left Validated in his foolishness because Funky Don even felt like he agreed that because of the women's beef and issues, right? Because Marcel maintains that I was making sure I was protecting my wife. I was making sure that my wife. So both of the men got mm. upset with each other because as they were trying to hold their partners back, because Martel was trying to keep his baby mother mm-hmm. away from Tisha's mama. And so he did sort of stand in between them. And that's when Tisha's husband, Marceau, came and was just like, I'm just going to make sure, blah, blah, blah. So I understand the optics and what Mm -hmm. this could have appeared to look like. But because of the type of person that Marceau is, um, I felt like the whole thing, the point that Funky Dineva was making was misrepresented. But I have to be, I have to take everything that happens on that show with a grain of salt because I really just accepted this week. That Marceau triggers me. The The way that he...
0: When I found out that man does not know what his children are allergic to, I was immediately...
2: The way that... The way I don't the, even his, watch it. His, it's ridiculous. He gaslights. He takes responsibility for nothing.
0: Mm, I don't like that.
2: And the way that he speaks to his partner is not in a way, to me, that is affirming or acknowledges her intellect or humanity. I think he speaks like to her that. like she is... Uh, a prop <laughs> I mean mm-hmm. and this this woman is she's not you know she's 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 a businesswoman and she's the president mm-hmm. and major shareholder in their company so she's mm-hmm. clearly someone whose business decisions and business acumen he trusts but when the right. cameras turn on he gets this posture where it's like when I'm speaking you need to say nothing. Or when I tell you to stop talking, you need to stop talking. And it's like,
0: who the fuck are you talking to, nigga?
2: There's a way that you can sort of ask and make a request of someone. Um, yeah. And then there's, then, then there's like giving somebody a directive or like, you know, I, I just feel like some very basic things uh, in, in, in observing their relationship dynamic make me wholly uncomfortable. Mm. it triggers me it feels way Mm. familiar in a really bad way it's like to whom are you speaking and that man is hippie i'm like who is this man with these hips talking to me like this what i just want to tell you you could be dragging him i'm like no not some nigga wearing spanks trying to talk bad to me
0: Right, you you're a hippie, you're a hippie, sir. Like that nigga. If you from don't the get your pies. childbearing
2: self away from me with this nonsense, okay, so absolutely over there built Like a grandma, and if I don't, don't even don't like somewhere. using the
0: term. I don't like the term. Uh, you talking to me like a child anymore because you don't even. You shouldn't even talk to children like that. Like you shouldn't talk to
2: anybody like that. It's true. Yeah, I mean, like, I, don't like just, this, um, I don't like that patriarchal. There's I don't like it. It makes me. It troubles me. Hmm. Um. Because you know And I think there's this ongoing debate Right and it happens on Instagram I've seen it a lot on the internet About you know Women saying You know men certain men Don't speak to women as if they like women Like y'all don't like us You know that's that's facts <laughs> But have you heard The men sort of justify it It's like yeah we don't Of course we don't why would we we don't have to And I'm like well that's Huh? Wow, crazy <laughs> what like, the fuck Whoa! I'm like do y'all hear yourselves what you like saying this like you feel comfortable saying this kind of shit out of your and they feel completely justified saying of course I don't like you I don't of course like why would I don't have to like you it's like wow that's crazy so what are we supposed to be doing I was like I don't have to like you I love you
0: a no nigga I need nigga to like police. you If we're still If we're living in the a house together And like functioning
2: nigga police Okay Listen Yeah What? It. No No I need to like you That's actually imperative I feel like when you like someone That you acknowledge That they are a person You enjoy their company You have a deal You have a, a certain a Respect For who they are You want to make sure That they're happy You want to make sure That they're good You want to make sure That they feel safe Okay Yes I mean Saying I don't have to like you, I love you. It's like you know, it's like, it's like you're you're leaning in like this. You're here out of some sense of obligation, not out of some sense of desire. Okay, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make me feel good.
0: No, I don't like that at all. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like. I don't
2: that. like that. I don't like. I don't like that. Well, good yes, luck, that's, Huntsville. That's what's happening. Down. Yes. Best wishes to them. Well, I want to close our trash
0: out with something that brought me extreme delight, entertainment, and joy.
2: Oh, I'm glad Um, we're
0: going to end on a joyful note. I want to end on a joyful
2: note. We deserve joy.
0: joy. So there is a rapper um, that we, especially Kia and I, are very well acquainted with by the name of Cameron Giles. (laughs) And what Cameron Giles did recently was shoot his shot at Nia Long. Yes, we all did. know that Nia yes, um, yes, was the was un, unfairly cheated on by her mm-hmm. raggedy ass husband or fiance or whatever he was. And I would like to read Cameron Giles shooting his shot to Nia Long. This is in her Instagram DMs. He posted the DM. So and he, then he posted screenshotted the, the
2: DM and posted yeah. it. Understood. Mm-hmm.
0: And the following reads, Hey, Stink, I was giving you some time to yourself till I reached out. Your perseverance as a strong Black woman through this turbulent time (laughs) has been something to behold. (laughs) You shouldn't be taken advantage of and exploited as you did nothing to deserve this, especially all over these sports networks. You're bigger and better than that. You're a queen. And by the way, I'm a king. Together, we can achieve the greatness we were both destined for as a couple... Uh Una vie vivre. That means what? we have one life to live. Pardon Stop my French.
2: That. No. No. As I Leave sit here alone.
0: sipping as, as I sit here sipping gazpacho and watching the best man, I was inspired to reach out Cameron. because that's what I am. The best Cameron, man for you. Please hope to hear from you soon Mia Moore or should I say Nia Moore I leave you with this the most (laughs) difficult thing is the decision to act the rest is merely technical until the next time the sun rises and the moon falls (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was incredible
2: what in the Harlem (laughs) Shakespeare is happening I mean you can just my friend <laughs> Shout out to my friend my friend Jennifer <laughs> she she quotes when she be over stuff she quotes that line from the Lion King where Zazu says if this is where the monarchy is headed, count me out. <laughs> out of service, out of Africa. I will not I will hang not. about. I won't. Ah. And I will say the same thing to Cameron. If this is where the monarchy is headed, count me out. Out. Out of service,
0: out of Africa, I couldn't think about. This Cameron is getting wildly out of week. (laughs) (laughs) When I tell you I read that and I cried actual real human salty tears. I said Cameron is to this day one of the dumbest niggas ever and it just continues to entertain me and I might be 70 years old and still laughing at Cameron's antics because he's just that. It was so problematic but when him and Juju, uh, Juju broke up, this nigga made a video and put it on the internet of him sitting on his chase lounge doing one of his disrespectful nigga monologues to the camera. But in the back, he had, Hey there, lonely girl playing. And I was like, yo,
2: why is he so fucking dumb? I can't handle it. I mean, in the, in the (laughs) honorable words, what was it? Who was that? Uh, Oh, of, of to be real, got to be real. Rudity. 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 It is rudity. And Juju is better for
0: not being with him but he still
2: (sighs) entertains the shit out of me in abundance absolutely Mm, what Mm. a time to be alive and
0: that's it for the trash you see that it was uh, it was just sporadic this week Um, but we have a shout out to get to so let's head on over let's move it move it, move it I like to move it, move it my sister's popping right now like all right, we have a shout-out this week. A shout-out to our bro. I want to give big props and big shout-outs to Alex English. Ow! Alex wrote the Hot Girl Hospital sketch yes, for SNL he did. this past weekend. As well as the Megan uh, monologue. And I just... Proud. I, I, I'm so proud of him. Like, to see him come... From I remember the day he arrived in Detroit. I mean, he arrived from I Detroit. do too. Do you know that Alex? I I was the first person to pick Alex up. We were going up to Crystal's house or Bobby's house or somebody's, and he was like, "I'm staying in Brooklyn," and I was like, "Okay, I got you." And I drove over and I picked him up, and he said he got in my car, and I handed him a whole bunch of bottles of champagne, and was like, "Hold that," because we're going to Bobby's house to make because we going was to, to make a punch
2: with that damn Andre. Yes. Yes
0: and i would bring bottles of it up there and of the bubbles and i remember i picked alex up when he first moved here and brought him up there and i'm just to see him from that arriving where he was staying with somebody to to writing a hilarious sketch on snl is just such a full circle moment and i'm so proud of him we love you alex and i just wanted to give him his flowers yeah we love you alex we really do, and we're so proud of you. Gotta to get Alex it. on the show. That's Gotta what I get to do. Alex on the show. You know what we do. Dustin Ross is calling. Let me see what the
2: fuck, Dustin. Dustin doesn't answer yeah. my... We're recording.
0: Damn! Okay, my bad. Bye. Hi.
1: Uh, hey, Kia. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you, I got girls. I didn't got girls. <laughs> I'll, call <you. laughs>
0: I'll call you after. Love you, bye. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dustin ross everybody ladies
2: and gentlemen dustin Ross.
0: ladies and gentlemen dustin dustin frederick ross oh um, but down yeah to the that bravo was con. i just wanted to give flowers
2: mm-hmm. he sure what you want to talk about somebody you know what we need to shout dustin, dustin out for that glove for i said listen was he not and down to the bravo con in a in a riding glove i mean
0: What's he so i was on facetime with him while he was getting ready mm-hmm. so i saw each piece go on he goes Jade, jay wait for it wait for it wait for <laughs> it and he puts himself in his big mirror and i was like oh nigga you got a batman glove nigga <laughs> i was i said look at you you're sharp boy you're sharp as you're a tag sharp. as a tag we proud of you okay okay you. As a nail, nigga, you was looking good down there at the BravoCon. Shout out to all of our beautiful black men in our lives. We're really proud of all that you all are doing. Of course we are. And, um, you know, no hotepery, but I just wanted to give you all some love. So we actually have a phenomenal guest who came all the way from across the pond. So make sure you all stay tuned next up for this kitchen table talk. Okay. We bring a Kalechi to the stage. So let's head that direction. Let's do it.
1: Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall college fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at TMCF.org.
0: As I'm staunchly sitting in my adulthood, I learn more and more about myself every day. And one of those things is I like quality, okay, from my clothes to my jewelry and beyond. And another thing I learned is I want, no need, my quality to be affordable, So when you ask, you shall receive. And with that, I found Quince. Now I get all my luxury essentials and stay on budget. I'm talking 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. So my favorite part? Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. My daughter stays losing her earrings, so I was able to get a few pair of fourteen carat everyday hoops for fifty dollars. Forty nine ninety to be exact. And that's almost unheard of. And don't get me started on my Mongolian cashmere cardigan. It's my new favorite staple, and you heard all that suppleness in those fabrics. Indulge in affordable luxury. Treat yourself. Go to quince.com slash grown for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash grown to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash grown. Welcome back to the kitchen table. I'm speaking because Kia has a mouthful of... I'm sweet, eating at the kitchen table. Sweet, nutty fruit. Because that's what we do. That's what we do over here. But you don't want to hear nothing about what we're doing because we have a phenomenal, amazing guest from across the pond, darling. Okay. Are you our first international guest? Am I? I don't know, but go ahead and introduce yourself now that the voice is
1: out there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's me, Kelechi Okofor, uh, also known as Kelechi Nikof, and yeah, I'm really glad to be here with you, Oh,
0: uh, I'm so happy to have you. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> me and been, um, we've been chatting back and forth a little bit, commenting on each other's socials and... You know, getting acquainted. We did a. I saw you on the live. We were chatting with us on the live. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to talk about the live a little bit more because I had questions about you know British cuisine and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> and I want to know if you got questions because I was like, she's up here cooking these collard greens with us. Like, what hap- What's happening over there? I want to know more. So <laughs> Kalechi, give them a little 140 about yourself. Tell the people a little bit about you, and then we're we're just gonna chat and let it flow.
3: Okay, so I'm a black British Nigerian Londoner um, and I write, I direct, I've got a podcast uh, called Say Your Mind. I have a pole dance studio that I've run since 2016 called Collection of Pole Dance Studio or Collection of Fitness. And I do lots of social commentary. I love tarot, astrology, and I love cussing people out. Just like, not people generally, <laughs> like institutions. It's mm-hmm. the institutions and systemic... You know institutional organ like oppressive dynamics like that's what I tend to
0: cuss out I've evolved so yeah that's that's me (laughs) I don't I would not call that a cussing out and I wouldn't I I think that you are wonderful in the way that you hold these people's feet to the fire Okay that (laughs) was actually my very first introduction to you so I'm glad you kind of put all of the things out there that you do you're also a mother Yes yes I am So many hats so many jobs and Ooh. how did like where did you get started? Where was like the beginning of this new? And then how did it start branching out into all these little grapes? Because you're like a you're like a thing of grapes.
3: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, a grape vine. A grape um, so, there we go. <laughs> terrible show So um. Oh, oh, well, well, well. Well, <laughs> I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible I will reserve I my comments <laughs> <laughs> But no, honestly, I feel like I got started um, I feel like it's always been a process I've, I've always been doing this So I came to England from Nigeria when I was five years old And instantly I feel like because of that I became an observer The thing about British culture is that They love to tell you that they're tolerant They're tolerant, they're tolerant But they're not they're not tolerant. And even what is it to be tolerant? Tolerant, um, to tolerate something means that you don't want that thing to be what it is. You don't want that thing to exist, but you're going Mm -hmm. to put up with it because of whatever, you know, for whatever reason. And so arriving from Nigeria at the age of um, of five, I instantly became an observer and I was just able to kind of look at how things operated and um, try to find my way. So I started reading a lot because I knew that I had to kind of, learn as much as I could about this culture that I'd found myself in. I most of the time spoke uh, Yoruba, which is my mum's dialect. And I remember my stepdad telling me soon after I arrived that, you know, you can't be speaking Yoruba everywhere you go. You have to, you know, start speaking English. And that's fine because obviously I'm saying it's fine, but you know, Britain was colonised, Britain colonised, I wish, Britain colonised Nigeria. So um, the average person would speak English anyway. Right. So from that moment, when he said that, I knew that I had to I had to learn, I had to, you know, start using my English and using it a lot. And that's, that was the genesis, I think, of everything. I wanted to understand the English language. I wanted to be able to have command and mastery of it. So that is what I did. So I was in all the school plays from there. I went to secondary school, was in all the musical theatre plays as well. You know, really excelled at English literature and English language amongst all the other subjects. I took sports really uh, seriously. So I was, um, I did 200 metres sprint. Um, and relay as well as played football or you'd call it soccer Um, did all of those things went to performing arts school to study musical theatre and English literature all of them all of the things were geared towards me performing and using you know this mastery of words to convey emotion but the way that Britain would have it as a black woman trying to get acting jobs you're just you're just in a desert. There is just nothing for you. So I had to look at what else I could do that I knew I was good at, and that was fitness. So I trained to become a personal trainer while working at a call center. And I think that's when things took off because I was using another skill, but I was wanting to use it to benefit women. I didn't want to train them in a way that was like, you're ugly, get in shape. And that is how you'll know love. It was more of a, how can I use all of this knowledge that I have? In order to help people um, enrich their lives by always reminding them that where they started from was already beautiful. Like all they're doing is like maybe improving habits and things like that. But Mm. what happened over time is that then I was called to talk about the process and what I was doing. And that kind of pulled me into the public speaking space. At the same time, I decided I wanted to go and learn pole dance after spending some time in Atlanta. In two thousand and nine, I came back to England and I decided, whoa, I want to learn pole dance. And so I wonder (laughs) where it came from.
1: (laughs) Magic City. (laughs) (laughs) So
3: so, um, I started learning pole dance and yeah, they I'd got through the level so quickly. They were like, Do you wanna teach? I said yes. They were like, By the way, do you know how to twerk? White women. I was like, Well, (laughs) I I know how to dance. I don't know what you're talking about. And so I went to one of their classes and it was horrendous. So I said, okay, I need to take hold of this. So I just started teaching an amalgamation, I guess, of um, footwork that I would say is quintessential in West Africa, as well as the way that we know um, twerk to be taught and how it's originated in Mm -hmm. America or how it's been formulated in America. So I started teaching that and uh, I wanted to take the uh, classes or the workshops around the UK. I, reached out to a studio in North, kind of Northwest England called, uh, well, I won't say the name, but they were in Manchester. So I reached out to them and I was like, I want to come through and teach my twerk class. Um, and this is a video of what I do. The woman emailed me back or she messaged me on Facebook and she said, I don't enjoy your style of twerk. When me and my girls twerk, we put our knee pads on and throw down... I was like, okay. And um, I clicked on a video of her classes and nothing was thrown down and nothing was picked up. It was, it was, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was like a convulsion of skeletons, like skeletons gathered on top of each other. I already and know, just looking like, like that. It just looked like a, a parade at Halloween. It was just, it was, um, but it was so, for me, it was just so insulting that she as a white woman would tell me that. Mm -hmm. When she lacked such talent So I posted our two videos on the internet um, On Twitter specifically And it went viral Because people got really angry About the fact that this is what happens In terms of cultural um, appropriation All of the time And lots of Black American women Started saying to me Hey, you should open your own studio I was like, what Mm -hmm. are you on about? Who does that? Like, what do you mean open your What? What? But that was it. They planted the seed when they Mm -hmm. said you need to open your own studio. I was like, so how do I go about doing that? And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that happened around 2000, early 2016. Um, By the late summer of 2016, I'd opened my studio. You know, I just got a space, found a a small space, um, decorated it, the money that would have gone towards a wedding used it to open that space after a year it was too small so then open a bigger space in peckham and close that one down so um, peckham's where i grew up in southeast london and since then it's just been you know everything else just kind of evolved from
0: there from that from that little nucleus of you opening your studio because i'm like opening a studio and kia please feel free to jump in at any point i don't want to like you know, bulldoze. No, no um, I'm just
2: listening to the conversation. I have a question in a minute, but please,
0: okay, okay. Jumping from from a a studio to having an award winning podcast in in, <laughs> in the UK, in which you tour, and let me tell you all something. Kaletchi's being very humble because she is also <laughs> a, a a fashionista. Okay, she's got looks. <laughs> pon looks pon looks she'd be out here killing the girls showing the body you got the footwork down with the outfits i'm like okay get out here and do show them that you can literally do all the motherfucking things so with that being said how do you jump from opening a a, a pole dancing studio to podcasting and having Ooh. this award-winning podcast that's such a leap
3: Yes I feel like it is But it it was so necessary. Mm -hmm. I feel like the reason that certain people can't say what they want to say, especially in Britain, like I'm very specific about being it being Britain, because I think that sometimes when we consider the racism that exists in Britain, people think it doesn't exist because it's so insidious. It's so enmeshed within the literal tapestry of what makes the identity of this country that Mm -hmm. to the outside looking in, people would not, they won't see at first glance, but a lot of the, um, uh, black American women who have moved to the UK, the first thing they say to me after a few months is, my God, this is horrible like yeah because it's it's a real kind of like mind game that happens Mm -hmm. here um and so it was imperative that I had a business of my own in order to be able to say the things that I wanted to say because I know that if I had traditional employment the amount of times I would have been fired (laughs) oh lord (laughs) like I would not even last through that six month probation after week one I'm out the door. And so I was liberated, I, I, you know, from having to deal with that dynamic by having my own space because there's no one to fire me. I always say like I have no earthly boss. There's nobody that's gonna come and tell me about ah, oh, well, we saw one of your tweets and da 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 da. I'd be like shut mm-hmm. your mouth. There's nobody that can tell me that. <laughs> um, but and so that allows me a freedom to be able to say the things that I guess some people are unable to currently say due to or public, you know, publicly say mm-hmm. due to where they found themselves. But it does mean that I've been ostracized from numerous spaces, um, left out of numerous kind of events and things because of that. It's just like, oh, she's unpredictable. Oh, you know, what's she going to say? She's going to link it back to colonialism and capitalism. Can't have her here. She's too angry. Uh, And I think that the lockdown changed that the lockdown changed that because suddenly a lot of people were angry. They had to sit at home and realize that they were so unfulfilled. And then my video started popping up and they were like, yo, that's what I want to be involved with. Chat shit, get banged. I'm on that wave. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that they felt like they found, um, a physical representation of their anger, but what could be done? The alchemy that one can find when you're using your anger to create something else like Audrey Lord has spoken about, um, already. So with the podcast... I noticed that one time I wrote a thread when Muhammad Ali died, I wrote a thread um, basically critiquing how everybody, the media, mainstream media kept talking about how Muhammad Ali transcended race. Oh, he was so excellent. Mm -hmm. He transcended race. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what what do you mean transcend? What does that even mean? Like you're congratulating (laughs) him because you didn't see him as black. What was so wrong with him being black? Unless you want Mm -hmm. us to go back to the genesis of what these um, categorizations were meant to um, do in the first place. Right. So I wrote this and I said, like, that is what we find people like Kanye trying to do currently, because you've like you've subliminally told people that the aim that they should have in this life as black people is to transcend race, to be so good as a black person, quote unquote, good, that you as a white person, the white masses do not notice their blackness and that you will tolerate them for the talents, the you know amazing talents that they bring. And we shouldn't want that because that in and of itself is an extreme violence. My, my thread disappeared. Like it just went. So that's when I thought to myself, well, there needs to be somewhere that my views can live that won't just be taken away from me. And I never considered myself to be a podcaster. I didn't think that I had that much... Um, Uh, Kind of dedication That I could Mm. You know Put forward for something But once I got started That was it You know I thought to myself Okay I'll do it for a year After doing it for a year I wasn't thinking that I would garner such a following or a listenership. I remember writing in my w- uh, winter solstice intentions that year in 2017, that oh, it would be great if just 200 people listen to the podcast. And I wasn't expecting that then I will come to 2022 and I'd be selling out, you know, Sadler's Wells, you know, of a capacity of 1,500. I didn't think that that would be possible. I just thought I wanted somewhere that I could share my views, like almost like a personal journal to myself. But I think that's the thing. About truth You You speak it Or you share it Mm -hmm. And you'll be surprised All the other people That it resonates with And you just have to Let it do its thing
2: Absolutely I think one of the things That resonates with me After hearing your story And listening to Your work Is that you know For so long Speaking to your point Around like These categories And boxes And Mm. Sort of conventions That people place you Into by virtue mm. of your identity group. Um, mm. People love to tell you what you can and cannot do. And mm. sort of the main theme of what I hear throughout your story is that you've really found ways to reclaim your voice and, and fully embrace the fullness of what makes Kalechi Kalechi. Mm. And I think that that is such a powerful place To be as black women for so long, we've been silenced and we sort of fallen into this this intersection. We're like everybody's blind spot, right? We are women in a man's world. We are black in a white world. No one thinks about Mm. the intersection, that powerful intersection that is our identity. But Mm. you found ways, monetizable ways, but not only just monetizable ways, but ways that really fulfill purpose and i would love if you could sort of speak to what what that experience has been like sort of reclaiming yourself mm. re- and 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 being okay with being both and i it resonates with me because i'm an academic people say people have said things to me like you can't do both like you can't mm-hmm. you can't be taken seriously as an academic and also talk about ratchet Reality TV, yeah. your social mm-hmm, media, mm-hmm. you can't have both. You have to pick one. And and I've Why? always believed like, no, you can't do both. But I, I think oh. I tend to flourish at both. And so, it's called range. So, it's called range. So the range, <laughs> how can we empower more women to embrace the range, the depth, the dimension, all of it, the humanity that is... Our experience How do we get that Ooh. How do we get that Conversation going
3: That's a tough one That is a tough one Because if we're honest With ourselves Like we say It's the range As I like to call it The range. Um, it
0: <laughs> <laughs> That rangé. is very black The ranger <laughs>
3: The, <laughs> the range. Kind of <laughs> okay Yeah No if we're If we're honest As um, free black women Who have been doing our thing Like when you really deep it, it's lonely. It's lonely. Like when you say that you're going to speak that truth, fam, you have to be okay with like people going, Oh, I'm, I can't be aligned with you. I can't be aligned with you publicly. So I, in asking in, in, in kind of imploring and encouraging, um, Black women to to take this stance, we are asking them to potentially also be lonely. Mm. And as you've pointed out, Kia, like we're you know we're women in a man's world, we're black people in a um, white uh, world, right? People know that there's safety that comes from being aligned with yes. men. Yes, And they know that there's safety that comes from being aligned with whiteness. Yes. And so by speaking these truths that might go against what we know in, within cis heteropatriarchy mm-hmm. um, and, you know, a white supremacist um, society. They're opening themselves up to being ostracized. They're opening themselves up to not belonging. And we know that the very, very basic human need that we a lot of us want, apart from food and water and all of them things there, we want acceptance. We want belonging. If you don't belong with a group, mm-hmm. the likelihood of you being harmed is so much higher. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you stand in this space, you stand in this um space, this liminality where... You're, 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 and, or you're all of the things, yet you are also nothing. Yeah. And people can't deal with that expansiveness of potential that you could potentially be anything because it's easier, I guess, to exist within categories because categories also provide, you know, um, kind of boundaries. Yeah. They, they set boundaries, even though if those boundaries confine you, that they stop you from going out. Well, Hey, at least I'm in, you know, right. with whoever is in here with me. Right. And so if we're looking at that, like Bell Hooks would say, like, you, you have to be open to the potential that for a minute you just might not have. People because you, you might have to grow And leave the group That you've kind of aligned yourself with okay. For so many years In order to go and find the people That vibrationally Like they resonate with you mm-hmm. And some people just aren't willing To take that chance Because they're not sure That they will find those people Because their esteem has been beaten down And beaten down by this like White-centred Eurocentric society That tells them that If you're not with us You're against us mm-hmm, And if you're against mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. You're going to get got
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, But I feel like that's a myth and it only comes from a place of they they train us they socialize us to think in, in in the space of lack when we move into thinking from a space of abundance like i am so blessed like i have so much um so much richness to um give to the world you just move different Like the amount of people That have said Oh you weren't invited to this Because you know Whatever, whatever. Initially I remember That they would be like Oh you, um, po- you possibly Weren't invited Because you didn't have Enough followers Now I've got more followers Than the people That they're inviting And it's like Now tell the truth What is it what is it? Because well, you're worried, that- loose. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was meant to go on day- I was meant to go on daytime TV in the UK, and the editor said to. Um, he said to uh, the booker, the woman that was trying to bring me on. He said, "Oh, as long as I'm here, we'll never have Kolechy on this show. She's too extreme. We'll never have her on." Which is funny because then they had literal fascists, literal white supremacists on that same day and in the days afterwards, regardless of the fact that people complain to Ofcom, who is the regulating body mm-hmm. of the daytime, te- you know, all the television shows that we have in the UK. So what is extreme about me that isn't extreme about a literal fascist? Mm-hmm. What?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It's a lonely mm-hmm. place. It's a lonely place to be. And, I, and as much as, yes... It does feel empowering to know that I'm an independent podcast. I everything I've done has been ind, um, has been independent, and people have supported me. That childhood wounding Of already not belonging Because you know Trigger warning Sexual abuse as a child I already didn't belong For so long So if we if we look at The whole framework Of everything I'm a Nigerian girl Five years old I come to England London All I see is like Lots of white people Luckily I moved to an area In South London Peckham That, that feels like A little Lagos So I'm hearing My mum's dialect I'm hearing things All of the time So at least that Insulates me From the harshness Of what it means To be in British culture mm-hmm. um, So that happens Then around the age of around, what, seven to about 11 Being sexually abused with a childminder Never speaking about that And then getting to about 16 And thinking and realising I have to say something to somebody Because I've just been so numb inside And then you look at all the school reports At no point did anybody go, you know Is is Kalechi okay? Because Mm -hmm. I'm getting all the grades But the Mm -hmm. thing that they say about my behaviour Is that she's moody and she's withdrawn If that was a white girl What would you have picked up from that? So the safeguarding was just not there, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been, I feel like I've been in this space of loneliness and liminality for so long that I've gotten used to it. But that doesn't mean that it ever stops hurting. Of course, you would want the mainstream kind of um, validation at some point. You would want a mainstream kind of network or a channel to be like, my G, well done. But that's when you realize That that's not going to happen I guess you have to grieve that But understand that you you are grieving that Rather than pretending that it doesn't matter
0: Absolutely yeah.
2: Wow Thank you well, for I, sharing that by the yeah, way Yeah and um, I was going to say you, um, Some advice that I've gotten in the past Is that you know We have to remember that the cost of Being the first Right, <laughs> right? Is <laughs> yeah. often like you said A lot of times being lonely not having a lot of examples being misunderstood feeling that pressure but i hope that you know as your platform continues to grow because it's massive now that you're receiving Mm. feedback from those of us who are listening about all of the ways that you represent us and all of the ways that you're a possibility model for people who are uh, your contemporaries and those coming behind you. And even those who are older Mm. than us, honestly, they, Mm -hmm. you know, I hope that you're getting that feedback because you are absolutely uh, representing a lot of the things that you said resonated with me and, and Jade, and I'm Mm. sure many people in our audience, because we, we, We understand that so the fact that you Mm -hmm. have uh you know been so honest and transparent about it even despite and we honor honor and and acknowledge the cost of that labor but i Mm. hope that you will find some um comfort and encouragement in in the feedback that you receive from the members of your audience who definitely feel seen and represented by you
0: definitely if i may as 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 an audience member um i have to say one of the beautiful things that drew me to you in the first place Kalechi, is the fact that we are we are uh what six hours on a six Mm -hmm. hours time difference you know Mm -hmm. maybe the same on an airplane but here as being a black american both kia and i are both natively black american um <laughs> we've always had this you know the uk is such a is such a foreign concept mm. no pun intended mm, and mm. i think the beautiful thing about you is that in hearing you speak about a lot of political issues and social issues that are going on it was such a bridge to me in me understanding politics over in the uk cuz the only thing i think to myself as a black american is well, the white people over there is the OGs of this shit. Y'all right. the one caused this shit in the first <laughs> right. place. Like, white yeah, it's a global
2: complex. It's a global complex, but that's matter. the
0: hub, nigga. That's where it motherfucking <laughs> started. Like, they came from there and started branching out into different places. Literally and
2: so, yes. control paste. Yeah, they literally that. shipped
0: it out. They, they
3: marketed it and shipped it out to the whole world. The fuckers. <laughs>
0: that's it. I, I find the UK to be the wholesaler of, literally of racism and white supremacy. <laughs> so it's not lost yes. on me that there is going to be sociopolitical issues over in the UK, but there's been such a divide that's been yes. created worldwide. And so I want to know from you as somebody who tunes in, to, to what's going on in the world. Because in, like I was saying, and listening to you speak, you are very aware of what's happening over here. You're showing mm-hmm. us what's happening over there. You're speaking mm-hmm. on global issues as it pertains to us as a diaspora. And so how do you think we can continue to bridge that gap? Because I feel like you've been really great at starting that work. in us being <laughs> Black Americans, you all being Black people, British. What is the proper terminology? That <laughs> is that's it. it? That's the Black Brits. Black that's literally that's the <laughs> Yeah. <Right. laughs> and you know, but all of us being of African blood, how yes. do you think? How do we? How do we continue to bridge this and, and unify across this pond? <laughs>
3: honestly, I think it's just like compassion, Mm. compassion, because there's so much hurt. And, you know, people like to talk about our diaspora wars and things like that. Whenever I see anything kicking off online or whenever, all I ever see is like people feeling misunderstood and unheard and um, feeling like misaligned or, you know, that's, that's what I pick up from it. And I just feel like if we had more compassion for each other, we would see that, the, the 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 focus The oppressor Remains the same Mm -hmm. Remains the same We're dealing with An imperialist structure That's literally What we're dealing with An imperialist structure That likes to shape shift And take many forms But you know The game is still the game Like we need to Pay attention to that And not go about Like arguing with each other Because that's one thing That I noticed during lockdown Like them clubhouse rooms Were really really hot Every day everybody Was screaming and shouting And it's just like But after you've expended This energy We're still not addressing A government That would rather you don't Than for them to implement Um change That would help us all Like that should be the thing That we're actually angry about Mm -hmm. Um So for me, it is about, it is about paying attention to voices. I feel like that outside of our usual remit in order to understand what is going on. I definitely want to travel more because I feel like there's so much that I still don't know about the world that I would definitely like to know. Because I don't want to just speak from a space of like, yes, I have a good understanding of what's happening in America as well as Britain. But them man are struggling in Brazil. Them men are struggling in Haiti, you know, like I, I want to understand, I want, you know, I want to understand how the pigmentocracy, the structure works in Jamaica and how that has, you know, affected the way that we have, you know, they have class systems over there, but I don't want to understand it from, um, um, kind of purely superficial, uh, lens. I, I really want to understand it. I want to understand it viscerally so I can be of yeah. service in that way as well. Otherwise you're just talking like a talker and you don't even know what you're talking
0: about.
1: Hmm. Okay. So <laughs>
0: you, you be talking This is why I fucks with her so heavy Kelechi you be on your shit And you're so <laughs> humble Because there's another thing that you have yet to mention In this conversation um, You did a little building Of something that can be of support In Nigeria I believe it, is what you did yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that as well
3: Yes yeah, so I'm building a children's home In Nigeria and um, it's going well It's going well It's a lot of work So I've been like I, Initially I just used A lot of my money To do a lot of the things And um, then I started A crowdfund And it's raised Like over 53,000 pounds Which is amazing My goal is 100,000 But I'm just like You know what You take what you get And you work with it um, So it's a children's home And a resource centre So the children's home Specifically not an orphanage Even though that's What they go with To call it as a short form In Nigeria Because that's mm-hmm. what They understand But I'm not trying to you know, um, get these children and then send them out to a random home. No, they will live there. And people are like, "Oh, well, if they live there, then how will you get more? You know, how will you be able to help more children?" Well, I'll just build another home. Like, like literally, like I feel like you can't wait for um, the governments to do what they need to do. They, they're not. If they're not going to do right by people, then who's going to do right by them? And then what's the point of having, like, having these platforms? Like I love a shine. like I love a shoe, I love a bag, I love an outfit. Mm-hmm. I do, I I do enjoy a good mm-hmm. time. I love a good restaurant, all of that. But what does any of that mean if, like, another black girl is gonna grow up in Nigeria and then not have certain opportunities because the government has failed her because they refuse to take the claws of British colonialism out of their chest? Like, Ooh. what does that mean? So. If you, I feel like if you've got the means to do so And as long as you're respectful And you're not coming on a whole white saviour vibe Because we've got to remember that I've spent more of my life in England Than I actually have spent in Nigeria So naturally you absorb certain ideologies No matter how much you think that you know You're still going to go stomping over there Thinking that you can tell people How you think that they should be living And that's not my, um, that's not the impetus at all I just want to be able to build it And then use um like knowledge that I get from the local people and how they want to collaborate with me in order to make it a service that's useful to them. So that's why it has a resource center. So through video link and through the internet, these women in the area can have courses, take free courses from incredible people that I know from all around the world. Um, and they can gain certain skills that will impact what they choose to then do. Because at the moment, if they don't have those skills, if they don't have access to those things, then how do we know like their potential? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times a lot of white organizations like to go over there, like certain foundations that love to talk about vaccines. They go over there, but actually their sinister aim is to sterilize the black women Mm -hmm. in Africa. Like that is really what they're doing. And they come under the guise of, oh, we're just teaching them about birth control and we're teaching them about this. Go and teach your girls in your own country. Go and teach them about, go and yeah. teach all the people about birth control, but you're focusing on there. So I just want to be able to um, help them in understanding their autonomy and their agency by putting certain things in place. And then for the young girls that I can help, um, I just want to be able to make sure that they have all the things that they need, clothing, food, education, all of that. So that when they get to a particular age, they can go and do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to know that I've at least provided that if they don't have family that would provide that for them.
0: That is such a beautiful initiative, such a beautiful initiative. And it really speaks to what you were just talking about and wanting to expand worldwide and figure yeah. out what's needed structurally and you know I, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. in various places. Go ahead, Kia.
2: Sorry, sis. I love Sorry. that you acknowledge, right, how uh, important it is for us to understand the ways in which we may subconsciously and unintentionally mm-hmm. uh Participate in the oppression and mm-hmm. the oppression Of our Of true. our People I don't know how else mm. to say it yes. right Because I yes. think mm-hmm. it's yeah. really important For us to remember We say all the time you know White supremacy is not the shark it's the water We've all been swimming in yeah. it mm-hmm. And we have only We've learned the only, sometimes the only Tools that we have are the master's tools Because it's the only ones that we've Ever had exposure to But recognizing the ways that we have to get um, better, better educated about systems and things and to make sure that we're not perpetuating and participating in it. I love that that you, uh, you know, did due diligence in that Mm -hmm. in that way, Um, Mm -hmm. because that's so important. It's a critical step. And that's something that I'm learning how to do more and more. You can't just go over there like even armed with your goodwill and well-meaning intentions to help, right? You have to acknowledge that you can do some harm. Definitely, definitely. Yes. And that—that that is when you start
3: to train your ego because when you leave your ego unchecked, it's like, wow, well, at least I'm helping. What is anybody else doing so I can do what I want? No, the hell right. you can't do what the hell you want. Like right. you need to be held accountable. And you, if you're going to true help, because we see it in a false benevolence um, that sometimes white people um, kind of uh, present, where they're like, "Well, you should be grateful. You should be grateful that I didn't kill you today. What are you want about?" And he's just like, mm, "No, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> like, do you know how grateful you are right now?" So yeah, you that to me, nice. that's one of the main things. Um, and I, I just, I just want to make sure that I'm checking myself at every point. And that's the, that's the beautiful journey for me, being able to kind of. Because I, I often refer to myself as a dickhead in recovery. I'm very aware that I can like I, I know <laughs> like I'm...
1: <laughs>
3: We are a recovery. Yes, that- <laughs> yes, and like I'm okay. I'm like okay with that. I'm okay with my it's understanding. Such a way to
2: put that. That's
3: so <laughs> yeah. real
1: though.
2: Yes,
3: so... <laughs> so I've recently even made affirmation cards for that, for the fact that I'm aware that I I like I, I have the propensity to move like a dickhead, and I don't want to be that way, so I'm trying to, like, make sure that I'm checking myself at every point and doing the best that I can do for myself and for those around me. And it's owning that. Like, I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be the best version of myself that's possible in this incarnation. And that can take many shapes and forms, but at, if, at least if I'm showing m- myself compassion in that regard, like, okay, I know that I can move mad. Fine. What am I doing from that point onwards? Like that is me offering, mm-hmm. Myself, mm-hmm. Grace, offering my, myself grace, offering myself grace, the like the space to make mistakes as well. I think that that's important.
0: Which is such a beautiful example for your baby, for your, yes. for your little one. It also, like, I just find that that balance, they're going to be able to see that balance that you have. Definitely. And that beautiful, like, you know, overlook that you have of everything. And I think that is such a great example. I'm sorry, Kia, what were you about to say? No, I was
2: just saying I love what I hear is the self-awareness that is so important, right? Because, I mean, even this is something that I see, I love to sort of see my work come together in a particular way because I often, same same Z, right, thought that I had to put podcasting in a different box than my academic work, right? And We have to keep them separate so that both can sort of be official in their own respective ways. But sort of understanding the ways that those things intersect and inform each other. One of the things we talk as someone who studies institutional transformation, one of the things that have been so clutch and a game changer for a lot of the institutions that we work with is getting them to understand how transformation is directly tied to your ability to be aware and critical of yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to Mm -hmm. sort of develop an active self-awareness Where it's not like I know this stuff about myself And that's it But you're constantly checking in And I love that you are understanding What your limitations Mm -hmm. are And then actively working to address those things And that is what makes you a better person for yourself For your family For the people in proximity to you But also with respect to your impact In the world and the broader space And I want to go back to something that you said earlier about compassion, because uh, you talked about extending other people compassion um, and then extending yourself compassion. And I want to talk about, um, we talked a little bit about sort of the diaspora wars, right. And how they exist. And there's been all how, how, right. If we really sort of think about, White supremacy as a tool, how all of these things have been put into place to really divide and conquer, right, to separate us so that we are not uh, sort of building upon and maximizing coming together for collective impact. I want to talk a little bit more about this idea of compassion, specific with building community as black women in the U.S. and the U.K., um, Because there's a lot of these petty differences And things that we get caught up on um, And we've been so conditioned To think of difference As this sort of defining thing That separates us When in actuality There's a lot of ways in which we learn Because I was so excited to know That y'all make greens <laughs> in the UK I did not think That that was something that I don't know that, that, that for <laughs> sure
0: <laughs> I know you tuned in on our greens yes. live I don't know if y'all were actually making greens, but I do want to talk about the Because Jade and I after. have also
2: made greens <laughs> online. And so yes. this concept of making greens on the internet has brought us together in so many ways, but I want to talk a little bit about this idea of compassionate community building, especially within our community as black women. And just want to get your take or uh, takeaways on it. Yeah,
3: definitely. I don't know if you can still hear me. I've been trying to move my mic
2: around. Um, um
3: yeah yeah, I I actually because I think that was Thanksgiving so I was watching your live on Thanksgiving and you were making things and I was just like yeah well I do it like this and I do it like that not everybody makes greens I'm not everybody makes greens (laughs) at all (laughs) no 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 it's just that um through the time that I lived so I lived in America for just under a year so specifically Atlanta and so I was like oh So there are places where people do season food on a regular. Wow, this is great. Because in the UK, it just doesn't feel that way. So I'm constantly going on about a lack of seasoning and everything. So yeah, um, and then um, from Atlanta, I moved to to Washington DC, I think it was for a bit, and lived in, you know, again, black family, everywhere I was, black family, black family. So I picked up a lot culturally from the time that I spent there and that it stayed with me. So there is a particular way that I would make cornbread. But if you let if you go to an American sort of like style restaurant over here in the UK, they're not making it the same way. What you're eating, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I apologize in advance. I had nothing to mm. do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I was not involved. Noted. <laughs> I was not involved. noted. so there's American crowd. style yes. restaurants Yes, over a, there? A few, a few. We've recently got Popeye's though. And what do
0: they have? Um,
3: yeah. Oh, got, okay, tell me, tell, tell me So Popeyes things. is fine it's because nasty. it's a franchise, isn't it? So they'll just send you the things and you do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But like people will open up American style restaurants and they'll say that this is cornbread and, you know, these are biscuits and, you know, these are greens. And I'm like, whoa, that is not, that is not. And you lot are the reason that we keep getting cussed every day. Every day we're getting cussed because you do <laughs> not. But, you know, I mean, there was one place that was it's called Boondock's. True. Um it's not open anymore, but that was pretty decent. That was in terms of food, that
0: was pretty decent. But everything else has been an absolute mess. So um Boondocks. I'm curious to know who opened this and what
2: (laughs) (laughs) well, well that um... (laughs) is very interesting. But there's an um that guy from Harlem, is he? Yes, <laughs> I'm I'm st- still trying to determine how to see you out We're not I'm trying not to show sure. you what it's just like I'm really dust. trying to figure out in my brain how where that wow. goes. Wow. <laughs> Please continue. <Right>. Wow. <laughs> wow. It, I feel like there's certain things that I looked oh. at
3: the name and I was like, well, okay. Well, okay, Okay <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Okay, continue. I'm so I sorry. Uh, We're processing, Jeff, but I think it's uh, it's an
0: East Asian American woman. Okay, that would um what okay, that that would be interesting.
2: <laughs> an East Asian American woman making okay. coffee.
0: Okay, an East...
3: A- like, okay. certified chef. Mm. But I would, like, you know, for all of the things, the food, from what I've tasted, from what, how, you know, being about, the food was decent, was, you know, was the, to me, it was one of the best that I've tasted in the UK, right? That's fair.
2: Fair. fair. That's fair. But um,
3: then there was the guy from Harlem. Is it Roosters? Red Rooster, something, something?
2: Yes. Marcus yes, Samuelson. so we had yeah. that. We
3: had a branch of that at one of the hotels.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we have one as well.
3: <laughs> I love that we're all on the same page.
1: We're all on the same page.
2: Yes, there's one here. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, and I mean, I've only been yes. there once. Mm-hmm. But had. when I left, I remember saying it must be two souls.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> because one that's not my is it two souls, because the soul food that I am accustomed to, <laughs> this is not that. Now that is not that's not to say that it is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: It's just different.
2: But there is yeah. a distinction, a mm-hmm, difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Than what okay. I was raised upon in my home.
0: I'm curious. Like I probably would not travel to the UK to eat soul what food. I imagine this this South. Wait, no, East Asian woman, cornbread, American. Mm-hmm. She probably called it Southern American <laughs> yeah, fare. Yes, yeah, um, soul food.
2: I pro. Soul oh, she called soul. it soul food. Yeah, okay,
0: that's even more um, two <laughs> food Two souls, yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> must be, um, must be, got to be. East Asian people know how to. This is what I'm saying. Food. This is what I'm saying. But like, I, I just would not. That's like me going to open a in, Korean, like, an Indian yeah. restaurant, or a, oh, no, no was, I'm saying oh, like that, that oh, would be the equivalent okay. of you going right. to go and
2: do. Wait, say it again. Wait, I'm. <laughs> no,
0: no, oh, no. She said it would be like me opening a Korean spot, which even oh, though yeah, Black course. people did teach the Koreans how mm-hmm. to fry chicken, I'm not like. I I probably would not go open a traditional K barbecue spot with and kimchi and, like. and, you, and, and and you know what I'm saying and like kimchi fried rice and I'm not I'm I'm probably yeah. personally not going to do that. Maybe I'll incorporate it as a fusion mm-hmm, dish and mm-hmm. something else I'm doing, but it ain't gonna be. It's not gonna be Korean right. fair. You know what I'm saying? That's just strange kind to me. But I do now. How do you feel about? Like, are you a beans on toast girl? How do you feel about
1: <laughs> British
0: fare? So this is, this is the thing. This is the
3: thing. Because, you know, like, sometimes the pictures don't do it justice. I don't, t- I don't necessarily eat beans on toast. Like, it's just not my sort of zhuzh. Okay. But I am
0: saying that. Okay.
3: <laughs> yes, zhuzh!
1: You're on my tribe! I'm
0: sorry. Wait, what? I'm... She says judge, and you oh. know yeah. I said, Juge. Oh, okay. So it's not, it's I'm not, not, not okay. really my okay. <laughs> thing. But
3: I will say that the fry-ups. The pictures don't do it justice. The pictures don't do it justice. Now, I know that sometimes you say that it's a fry up is like literally everything is fried up. So you've got the sausages, your your sausages, your bacon fried, your eggs are fried. And then you've got your, you know, your toast okay. or you might just want like sliced bread, you know, no, like not toasted. Okay. And um, then you've got your mushrooms and you've got your hash browns. You have hash browns as well, right? So it's a, it's a whole yes. thing. It's a, it's a whole and then you've got your baked beans. On the side as well Or your brown sauce It's the beans Okay I was like We're all here And then you said Yes
1: Like what is this Yes But it's not like a breakfast You would have every day
3: Unless like Maybe what you want Is a heart attack But it's just like Something that you would You know You would Yeah Sunday morning Maybe you've got a bit Of a hangover then that would be what you probably kind of go you for. You need something sturdy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but it's not okay. it's not appealing in photos. But us Black Brits, for all the things that we say about the UK and how raggedy it is, a fry up. I think we could go to war over a fry up because it is it is it is, it is worth right. it. That's the one thing you have to do when you come. I'll take you to a a decent cafe that has a nice okay. fry up and just yeah. Okay. But I think th- bacon well, you have we... bacon differently because you like your bacon proper crispy, whereas our bacon is s- still like meat.
2: <laughs> not like mine like meat. I don't need it to be crispy like.
0: <laughs> I don't need it. It does not have to be I know what you're saying. I don't need that. I, I don't like need a
2: leather consistency to my No. Bacon. <laughs>
0: Nor do I need a... Cr- I don't have to exactly. have a crunch, That's no. what, That was what was different I to like me. it more,
2: and please forgive me, but I like fatty yeah. bacon. Like, I like yeah, it to same. still retain yeah. Yeah. the flavoring, you like know? Like, it's we sliced
0: can't... off the, off the joint, like, just a big... You know, the, the
2: edges you, are crispy, but yes. it's still... Mm, it's still got... Mm. Yeah. yeah, It's very... Yeah. yeah. Not, not when yes, it's just, no. like... That is the kind of bacon oh, I can Crunchy, get like, built mm-hmm. on. Yeah. I don't really want that.
3: I, I want, like, actual... Actual bacon. I don't like your fry up bacon.
0: sounds like an American breakfast. If we swap out those beans for <coughs> some grits. Okay. But she also
2: said mushrooms in the hash browns. And it, we'd have to take the mushrooms oh, out. That. The hash browns could be breakfast. Yes, that's potato. what they are. Yeah, yeah. But they do at the waffle house, you can get mushroom I mean mushrooms added to your to your, no, has so, to so, your so, hash so. brown. Yeah, it's just on the side. So you've just got your sauteed mushrooms
3: on the side then you've got your you've got your sauteed mushrooms on the side and then you've got your um hash browns and you've got your fried eggs or you can have your eggs scrambled whichever way you want it. Um, and then you've got your sausages, your bacon yeah. and your toast and your beans like it's it's very Moorish.
0: Yeah, that's the same. If you take that, if you take the the mushrooms and those beans and swap them out for mm-hmm. some grits, sounds I like an all American be- <laughs> down
2: to the I-house yeah, it or like,
0: yeah, does it does. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have some similarities mm-hmm. there, and then I I want that was an important question for me. The beans on toast, I was really <laughs> waiting. I wanted to I wanted to talk about you know the school. I wanted to talk about. The the uh, studio But I said I really want to talk about These beans and
2: toast <laughs> I mean I just love it I mean I love the I the Dimension, the depth We've talked about twerking We've <laughs> talked about activism We've talked about yes. toast And we've talked about I mean just you know all the things but it, And it's still been a conversation About who we are mm-hmm. And what happens when we come together And I think that's what makes this so amazing so I'm very excited to get a chance to to uh, talk with you I've been following you for a while yeah. watching you uh, cut them people's toes up <laughs> down to the okay. television Baby. stations okay and, and I put just them in be the, so put proud them in the I soup. just be at my computer like <laughs> i love yeah. to see
0: it Oh, it was one day that you got Pierce Morgan. And I was like, Oh, get when I tell you that I stood to my feet, asshole. I stood I to my him. feet. And I was standing in front of the TV <laughs> like,
2: Somebody had to get him. Somebody, somebody had to get him. He yeah, just, he's just, he's disgusting. disgusting. And I'm just grateful that you had
3: time. I, 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 yeah. Wow. He's a wild guy. And I'm always like, you know what? You can talk all of this stuff and have people on your show and you can talk crud to them because they're not going to say anything back. Everybody's so kind of like, oh, I'm not going to say anything back and he's shouting them down. But you can't shout me down. You can't shout me down. i will no. talk in the same level tone and mm-hmm. I'll keep addressing why your shirt collar is too tight. Why is it tight like that? I didn't...
0: Or, or, or Baby, it, or all that, that neck, all that neck little, hanging over. And, and that's, okay, that's really why that you're mad, sir. That's why you're upset. That's really why you're, you're just upset because you're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. Right you're choked. Go up one size and unbutton the top. And maybe we might be able to have a conversation. Perhaps you might be able to listen to Ryan.
2: Okay? And recognize the ways that you are being a vile person and spreading your putrid hatred all over the world. Right. Mm. If you would just get a bit more comfortable about your right. But that's that's what happens when you
3: overestimate yourself. Like, your neck is not slim the way you think that it is. Free up the neck. Free (laughs) free up the neck. And, like, Uh, your neck is (laughs) not slim, Pierce. Let it be. But it's like, people like him, men like him, just fail upwards. Like, how has he got a whole show? And, you know, he tried to call out Uju Anya as well when, you know, that Jan Crow died, um, also known as Elizabeth. You know like He was trying to call her Mm -hmm. out Like come on my show And Mm. explain yourself After you called her a moron You called a black woman A moron And then you're saying to her She should now come on her Mm -hmm. show And come on your show But she's aware That you need her for views And she's not going to Give you those views But guess who will I will Because I will flog you On your own show
0: I love, yeah, flog that motherfucker.
2: No, but it is absolutely ridiculous. But you know, I was telling you know, I tell people, you know, you have to see people like Pierce Morgan. is always going to vehemently yeah. defend yeah. his <laughs> useless positions, right? Because he is the benefactor yes. of all yes. of this. Yes, yes, right. Yes, and so our power is reclaimed when we recognize mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he that he is mm-hmm. rel- like, you know, he's only his whole power is this is this. Predicated on us Buying into this mm-hmm. system And if we opt out Then he's just a man In a, in a tight <laughs> shirt And that's all <laughs> That shirt. is a philosophy Isn't That okay? is a word With Because Red that's is. literally All he is And he blocked me
3: Ages ago He blocked me Another waste um, Another waste man Called Alan Sugar Who's his friend He blocked me as well And for for that very reason, for what you say, like we all have to be complicit. We all have to um, consent to taking part in the culture that they're trying to kind of cultivate in that this is this hierarchy. We'll say whatever we want and you will not challenge us and you will go along with it. But the moment I start calling them out their name, then it's all of a sudden like, oh, let's block her. She's too rude. But you're being rude to people. You're being rude to people by undermining them and like their intelligence. You've wished
0: death on people, sir. You've wished death on people. Literally. Furthermore, you know what it is, Kelechi? Like your, your voice is so powerful and what you have to say is so powerful that they've blocked mm-hmm. you for a reason because they've heard what you have to say. But in the words of my dear friend, Mary Akpa's mother, who be back and forth from nigeria <laughs> to california you can't unhear oh, me you cannot amen. unhear me okay Amen. <laughs> amen. okay so Listen, they can you block, block me but, all you want block, to but you but you cannot what I unhear what I, you cannot unhear what i said that, that literally that's so literally <laughs> it you're, not Cal, you're
3: going to hell that's it like that is it mm. <laughs> whatever way they want to slice it <laughs>
0: and that's what it is we can sit here and talk all day I love the fact that we literally have sat here for almost an hour and haven't even discussed uh, that little white raisin that just (laughs) passed and we don't need to because we have a common foundation and a beauty of being black women in so many different (laughs) areas of the
2: world and we don't even to bring that up So, Kalechi, we love you, you. We yes, are You welcome girl. back Thank anytime you. I'm coming over yes. there I can't promise you I'm going to eat we these beans But I will come we over there We're supposed to come over We digitally soon though, right? Yeah, you're, sooner, you're coming though, over right? in November
3: So you're, on, you're seeing me in yes. November So hey. it's a, it's an Atlantic, cross-Atlantic limber I'm going to
0: fix a pot of greens <laughs> to celebrate yes. yes, Okay When we come on yes. And a side <laughs> of beans Thank oh. you so much Kalechi. We love you All the information For Kolechi Is going to be found In the description box But tell them One more time oh, Where to find perfect. you You can find me On
3: uh, At Kolechnikov Or um, The podcast Is Say Your Mind Pod
0: And yeah That's me <laughs> I love it I love it Alright y'all We're going to see girl. you For the next segment Kalechi. Thank you Love, love you both me. Thank you so much
1: The right agent can lead the way, based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust study. Each office independently owned and operated.
2: Honestly,
0: truly. Oh, it's time for the honesty box. Um, would you like to give our listener a pseudonym? She
2: her. Okay, let's go with Sherry Shepard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That wasn't, <laughs> wasn't even... Woo! Okay. Sherry Shepard. Yes, Sherry Shepard. The earth the Earth is not flat. And she writes... <laughs> Hola, mi amores. Chef Jade and Dr. Kia... First, I want to say that this podcast has been a true delight to my soul as I have been navigating through this ratchet ass hood of adulting. I've been listening for about four years now. You're both my personality split in two. Aww. It's quite meta. <laughs> Thank you for your time and dedication to the community, despite your personal struggles and losses. My condolences, Dr. Kia. Aww, bless
2: you.
0: You're, you both are true gems that must be protected through lots of prayer and spit and fire tenfold on those who try to speak any ill will on you. I know that's right. I save it thank you again i'd like a pseudonym por favor sherry shepherd right. girl that's she you right sherry shepherd yeah <laughs> she's like and this is the day i stopped listening okay <laughs> for the past six years i have entertained the idea of opening a child care center oh my i've been working in the early childhood field for 10 years and have learned that i have this yearning passion for having a preschool of my own My vision is to create a safe and healthy space where children can be themselves wholly and explore the world according to their learning styles without the pressures of standardized learning. The problem is there is barely any money to be made in this field. I'm currently a child care business development specialist. I support child care providers in improving their business practices, but most importantly, I assist them with applying for grants. The pandemic has unveiled the ugly roots of the child care workforce. Many programs had to shut down because they could not remain open. Some remained open for essential workers, but have been working with skeletal staffing and hardly any funding. There's been grant after grant since 2020 to help those programs not only stay above water, but also help parents remain employed. Mind you, there were very few pre-pandemic grants available for child care programs as it was. Right. To top it off, more and more people are turning away from the field for this very reason. No hay dinero. It's been a hot mess and I've been entirely discouraged from pursuing this passion. As inflation rips through our pockets and rent is at an all-time high, I cannot envision this business succeeding anytime soon or at all. Mm -hmm. My current salary is decent but I still feel that with what I make, my husband and I can only keep our heads afloat. New York ain't affordable. Mm, And she recently moved. I've also struggled with the idea of starting a family but I don't want that option taken from me as I I get closer to 35. I'm also close to finishing my master's degree in early childhood education, so I don't want to get pregnant just yet. Plus, I'm paying for my tuition out of pocket. All that to say I'm facing several uh, forks in the road that make me feel pursuing a childcare business would be financially inconvenient at any stage in my life. So I'm thinking of leaving the field entirely and pivoting to another field, and I have no idea what that would be but ideally a field with deeper pockets. Mm-hmm. I may be overthinking this as I usually do, but I would genuinely appreciate your thoughts. Thank you both for considering my letter. I pray that you both have continued success and blessings in abundance. I can always rely on the getting grown podcast to lift my spirits. Oh, and I provided an article as a reference, Dr. Kia. I know you will appreciate yes, this especially. You know,
2: I love a reference.
0: You we know we love a reference. The a material times article. Actually
2: we love you've got <sighs> to Sherry cite Shepherd. the literature yes yeah, so um, <clears throat> I think that you are in a place that will like you know of, of great resonance lots of people can relate to where you are in that yes uh, you know you feel sort of called and drawn to a particular field but doesn't seem financially feasible or responsible for you to um, journey I mean head that way pursue that path mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and I
2: don't really know that I am in the position to sort of tell you what to do or what not to do I just want to offer right that you have the right to change your mind at any point you don't have to feel sorry for that you don't have to justify it. you don't have to have you know uh, point by point rationale um, and we are capable and we, we, we have the capacity and the opportunity and the autonomy to pivot as we see fit. And so I don't want you, yep. I I feel, and I mean, I don't want to presume or be presumptuous, but listening to your email, I felt this really heavy pressure that you're putting on yourself to have your life figured out. Yeah. to know what you're going to be doing 5 years from now, to know what you're going to be doing 2 years from now and a baby. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> you you do not. I mm-hmm. want you to just take a deep breath, right? And acknowledge that where you are is completely fine. You're you're finishing, mm-hmm. you're in the process of a lot of things and allow yourself to see what is currently in front of you. See that through and then make a decision. I know that we are planners. We have strategies and vision boards and we're working toward things. And I'm not saying that we have to stop, but we can be so beholden to the path that we miss the indicators, the signs, the, the ways that God speaks to us um that tell us where we're supposed to to go, what we're supposed to be doing. And I would just mm-hmm. say like Jaden and I never planned to do a podcast was not anything no. that we ever envisioned or thought about, but that opportunity has led to other opportunities and we could not have ever known what was coming. It was just about being present in the, in where we were in the phase and the period of our lives where we were and just sort of taking it one step at a time. So see yep. your degree program through see your move through. You say you just moved to a different area, get acclimated in this area where you are and feel at home and get some sense of settling like, you know, I feel settled, I feel sure of where I am before you try to think mm-hmm. about where you're going. <laughs> um, you don't have to, like you don't have to know where you're going right now because I don't. <laughs> and I don't know if Jay does, but um, I am where I am no. right what? now.
0: I never know exactly where I'm, going. I'm inevitably lost for the rest <laughs> of my life. Well,
2: I feel like I feel like it feels like being lost right because you don't know Mm -hmm. and sometimes we feel like we've been we feel like we have to have this master plan but I'm thinking about this a lot as we are on as as I'm getting ready to turn 40 and I literally sit and I'm processing with my therapist and a lot of my friends I'm being in a very reflective space and I think Mm -hmm. about how my life does not look like anything I thought it would look like If I was 23, Mm -hmm. if I was 25 and you would have asked me what my life would have looked like when I was getting ready to turn 40, it would not look like this. And Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Be okay with the, I don't know, lean into it. I think there's so much power (sighs) in in embracing where you are and the unknown of where you are. And I'll say like this, I don't know if you are a spiritual or faith-led person like me, sometimes we can be so prescriptive in our plans that we don't leave enough room for God to do his thing. We we already telling God what it's going to be. And God is like, no, baby, that's not it. Like, I know that you think that you have to have this figured out, but, you know, trust me. So this is
0: going to look totally different. It's going to
2: look different because I never would have imagined that I would be doing some of the very things that I'm doing. In any area of my life. And that's not a bad thing. You know, there are things that I, of course, hard, difficult challenges that I've had to navigate, navigate, and I'm still navigating. But I've learned that being an adult, like we say, the currency of adulthood is adaptability. It's about being Mm -hmm. where you are and not having a sense of where you're going to be, but learning how to figure it out right here.
0: Listen, one time I went hiking for my birthday. We thought we was going a couple miles. We ended up going for almost seven miles and like several hours. And I think it was like four hours. Mm-hmm. By the time we were looking up, the sun started setting and niggas was like, oh, we do not know <laughs> where the parking lot right. is. But but we think that this path that we're on is it. This seems like the right thing. And every once in a while, we would see somebody, we stop and ask them. They're like, you're going in the right direction. You just have a while. Yeah. And we're like, okay. And we still have those moments where we'd be like, shit, I don't, don't look know if this is the I right don't direction. The sun is <laughs> like, setting. We are still this lost. This is wild, yes. nigga. This is not what Whoa. I planned. And but then we still had moments where we enjoyed the hike mm-hmm. and we had moments where we enjoyed we were at and we danced and we had a speaker and it was all kinds of things. And before we knew it, we would found a parking lot mm-hmm. four and a half hours later and seven, seven miles and some change later, we found a parking lot. And so I use that to say I feel like that in life a lot of times, Legit. like I think I'm on the right path, but I'm not quite sure I'm feeling lost Mm -hmm. Uh, often throughout here. And sometimes I need some realignment, but it always comes back to where it needs to come back for sure. And so even in addition to what I agree wholly with what Kia said, as far as like, just put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes it's not about that, the giant grand scheme. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. And also, I would also challenge you and encourage you that if you realize that there are great challenges within this particular field, if you have the 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 want to um to have that resilience to stick it out in something that you know is going to be difficult maybe there are methods and things that you find that might yeah. change
1: within right. within
0: this type of field you know what i'm yes. saying maybe if you're like okay this hasn't been working all this time yes. i've done all this research i found yes. this and then find another be that person
2: who finds another way maybe the path that everyone took is not the path for you and maybe right. maybe there's but it doesn't way. mean it doesn't have to be the path it doesn't mean and doesn't right. that doesn't mean that that's not where you belong but you have to sort of allow right. for that space to say the way that i'm going about this doesn't seem to be working doesn't mean that i shouldn't do it, it might just mean i need to find another way and if you are not you know we're not endorsing or encouraging you to go out and do reckless things. That's not what this is about. No, but it is about just sort of being open to possibility, to imagination, to innovation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the conventional way doesn't work because it's our job. It's our calling. It's our responsibility to reimagine the way that this, this work has been done. Right. I think what you said around the, the roadblocks and the walls that you've been hitting around funding Maybe that funding source is exhausted and maybe there's another means for you to find the funding, but you just haven't figured that out. So every no is not a no. Some no's are not. Some no's are not yet. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you got mm-hmm. a lot of irons in the fire and there's a lot of stuff in your life that is very much <laughs> in process. You, you're in school. Yeah. You're... You know, in, the, in a relationship, you're thinking about whether and how to start your Expanding family, your family. Yes. And so these mm-hmm. are things that are very much in process. And these these things in and of themselves are huge life decisions that you don't want to go about casually. And maybe this is the season mm-hmm. where you sort of focus on that because you don't want to do maybe it's focusing on your family now so that you'll be freed up to focus on other things later. Some, it just looks different. Maybe you for said, and you're honest
0: with yourself, and you say, "I don't want to do this no more." Exactly. Maybe you are the person who's going to evoke some sort of change within this within this particular field. But I think in all of that, what we're saying is, don't think that you have to figure all of that out right this very second, right now.
2: You don't, because I mean, nobody you know? does. And anybody who says that they have it figured out is lying, straight like that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, very much so. We're thinking about expanding our family as well. I told you all we're thinking about moving and putting a lot of things into perspective. I got my new lease in the mail and I said, you know what? I think I'm going to have to do this for like one more year while we sort some things out. And then we're going to see what this is looking like in a few months, you know, before the next one comes out. And we'll go from there. So you just got to take a beat, take a second and it's going to work itself out. And I know that sounds idealistic.
2: And it sounds really. I'm not like, telling cliche. you to quit school. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just saying finish but that's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, but finish what you're doing before you start something else. Right. Or there's nothing right. wrong with sort of being committed to. I'm just in a space right now where I'm going to see this through. And figure Absolutely. out what happens, and one when that when the, when the next course of action or the next path becomes clear, I'll take it. And there's yep. nothing wrong with being in that space. So I want to sort of hopefully relieve you because I felt just in hearing your email, I felt this sort of burden of heaviness, this weight of, I have to make a decision right now. And nobody can tell you what to do with your life. Sometimes you can't Mm -mm. even plan your life to the T. Sometimes Mm -mm. you just got to let life life.
0: Listen, me and Kia, I don't even remember what was happening. Maybe we were getting construction. I don't remember what was going on. But we were on the phone and Kia was stressed. <laughs> she was like, I got to do this and I got to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I said, Ho, 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 ho sister, what you got to do in five minutes? Let's focus on that. <laughs> exactly. Let's make some notes. Let's figure out what what has to be done. And we're going to cross one thing off at a time. And we're going to worry about one thing at a time. That's all we can do. That's it. So I've been, That's my new, all my we can thing,
2: do. I've been saying, I got two hands in the same 24 hours that you got. That's all. That's it. I don't have That's nothing it. else. And I'm doing the best I can with that. That's it. Period. That's it. So Sherry Shepard, I hope that this helps you. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot we are very proud of you you are negotiating the tenuous so. and uncertain waters of adulting and we welcome you to the chaos thank you for
0: joining yes, us Yes, we do honey yes indeed It's fun over here and it's very hot. Oh, and it's It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm doing just fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's good. (laughs) I hope that's helpful. Continue to send your, keep us updated. Yeah, man. We want to know. As you, you know, shift, if you pivot, if you choose not to pivot, if you choose to look at things differently, just keep us in the know. And we're sending you lots of love and good energy. Sure. Continue to send your honesty box questions to get and grown Podcast at gmail.com. And we will move right on into this self-care. Oh, yes, we will. I deserve
2: My Black Women's self-care is very simple, very straightforward. I okay. permitted myself to enjoy an afternoon at the container store. Oh, oh what a time. What oh, wow. a time. Oh I man. my new, my latest obsession is the Alpha Utility Over-the-door organizers.
0: Oh I love oh I love an over-the-door Over the door
2: organizer. organizers. I bought one for my bathroom and I bought one for my laundry room. It has revolutionized. Yes. It has revolutionized. You know, I just love everything having its place. You know? I do. I, I enjoy I, it. It makes me feel I, good. It does something for my spirit. And I just didn't like the way that, you know, I didn't have... My laundry space is very small, very narrow. It's literally just mm-hmm. the stackable mm-hmm. washer and dryer. And I just had the detergent mm-hmm. and stuff sort of on top of the dryer And it doesn't look bad. It works. It's a way. But just having, being able to sort of organize it and have it there. Have a place. On it in its place. It's out of the way. It just makes the Mm. whole room look much more sightly. Um, And I, you know, it's also like built in storage. So I have other, and you know, I don't have a hall closet. That's the only thing that I don't have with this house. I don't have a hall closet. Right. And so. I've been looking for places to store extra toilet paper, <coughs> cleaning supplies, this or that. So I've had like two shelves or two of the little baskets hold all my laundry. And then the rest of that closet, okay. I can just put all my toilet papers. I have a little pegboard so I can yes. literally put my broom and my mop up there. It's That's just my favorite. It's just, it's just giving. It's giving.
0: It's just, and giving I am what it going. To I give.
2: probably will before it's all over. I'm probably going to have one of those on every door in this home. I just, i just going to tell you right now. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I just honestly. love it. I like, just make love your it.
0: home a functional, cozy, warm place. And it's place so that good. Feels good. And to I love.
2: I've become obsessed with getting. I don't like to have to leave the room to get things. Right. So if I'm in my office, Agreed. well, I eat. You know, when I'm in here, I'm working. I'll bring my lunch. I'll eat up here. So I bought a little thing in here. Mm -hmm. So I have a little, have a little, it's not like a, it's not like Real kitchen storage, but it's just a little place where I can put my napkins and forks. If I need hand yes. wipes and sanitizers, if I need a little, yes. you know, if I got some ketchup, a little soy sauce, a little hot sauce. Got my little station here, yeah. so I don't have yes. to run up and down the stairs.
0: It's so good. I love that. Oh, yes, and you feel like you—it's like being at work because yes. we always have sauce. You know, packets you always got that desk. one
2: drawer in your desk that is for all always. of your eating needs
0: yes that's what we're doing and why shouldn't you have that in your home office i love you know that's my my way and you know that's what i've been doing and um, oh, yes
2: jade is the queen of organizing. To piggyback
0: off of you queen and i have been in the fall transition for a few weeks now and i think it's finally like coming to a wrap this week thank god um because as much as i love organizing i'm also tired of thinking about new projects and like what else do i need to do in here to save space here and Mm -hmm. how do i move Mm -hmm. this here and how do Mm -hmm. i i'm like i'm tired of thinking that way so i'm happy this is coming to a to a uh, a halt soon finally found a really good stopping place but i cleaned my oven nice you know, because after you do the purge and you start getting rid of stuff, it's time to do the deep clean. Yes. And so I said, you know, it's the start of holiday season. Yes. It's the start of like, I'm really about to be in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I cleaned. I said, let me get some, let me get some easy off mm-hmm. and really get busy with this. And I set that bitch to 200 and sprayed it and did all that and turned it off and opened the window. And I got in there and I cleaned my
2: oven. I know that's right. Had your good tunes going, had the music going. I was about to throw out
0: my uh, like two cast iron things that I have because they had rusted that easy off. Got restored it my cast yes, iron I, I was it. like oh shit I, know I don't even have to throw this out now Thank god I'm I was about to have to replace is. them And all kinds of things I know it is. That easy off I said okay I did not know This is a, a life hack Thank you very much put me on YouTube nigga <laughs> So That was my black woman self care I cleaned my oven
2: Perfect That's real old We And like now real I think aunties. it's time for us to get negative Okay yes we do. We sound like real We sound, like do. Grill, we, sound we do. It's a thing.
0: We're like, girl, I cleaned my oven. Girl, You're like, oh, I organized my drawers. I went
2: through and organized my closet.
0: Be <laughs> like, ooh, isn't it so good? Doesn't it feel so good?
2: Yeah. <laughs> this age thing.
0: I'm actually staunchly really, really glad about where I sit in life right now. Oh,
2: yeah. I'm totally okay with it. I mean,
0: yeah. more than pleased. Yeah. I feel great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to these petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible Of the things I say to my sister Cause everybody know I can be real petty P-E to the T-T-Y Honey honey, honey. I think my petty peeve this week is um, You know The fashions Or lack thereof That Mm. are happening in today Right now I realize I I, So we want to give a happy belated birthday To Antoinette of Around the Way Curls Happy birthday
2: Antoinette
0: Our sis um, had her 35th birthday and we had a little shindig and it was a good time. Um, It was a party party. It was a party. And so I made uh, Santana and I's nachos for the party for her. That's like one of her favorites. Mm -hmm. I wanted her people to have food while they were drinking. So I was like, all right, I'll do a nacho bar. So, you know, get everything together. I want to make sure I'm good and organized for that. So I'm like, I don't want to be rushing out the door. And it's I'm trying to throw stuff into the bag at the last minute. You know how it goes. So I got myself really good. And then I needed to get dressed. And I realized I don't even know what I'm putting on. And I ended up finding a top that I hadn't worn in years that, like, I forgot was in my closet. And it was one of those oldies. But like, oh, good. I'm glad I have this. But I realized mm-hmm. I was like, I need more tops in here and I got to shop looking for some tops and I realized I hated so many things (laughs) (laughs) I hate most of what's happening out there right now like they either have those stupid boxy tops or like everything is cropped and it's just frustrating and it's annoying. It's like, OK, I don't want to wear this because it's going to make me look like an Amazon package or <laughs> like I don't, you know, like it's about to be 40 degrees outside. I don't want to have my belly out. So it's, it's just trying to find that happy medium was a very frustrating place. And I just wanted to say that shopping right now is pure hell and those heels where with the little curve in them and they're like kind of fat and they're like got like bell bottoms at the bottom of it you know what i'm talking about bell bottom heels is what i'm calling them i fucking hate them why are they in fashion we are
2: we are in a very interesting moment in fashion it's
0: like we're back in the like early to mid 2000s when things were like extraordinarily ugly <laughs>
2: I mean like egregiously and intentious, intentionally ugly. Yeah, like, on like
0: purpose. things were ugly then, man. I look back at some of my outfits, I'm like, that was just tacky. It was tacky. What were you doing? Mm-mm. It's awful. Mm-mm. It's not good. So that's my petty not peeve. Is the fashions right now are extremely frustrating, especially in this... Um, this stage in your life where you're like, I'm not really necessarily trying to be trendy. I just want to find things that I enjoy, and everything that you all are putting out there is ugly, and I do not enjoy it.
2: That that's totally fair. I think that is a quality. It is a respectable petty peeve. Thank you. I I'm, I can get behind this message. I can Thank get you. Get behind this message. I can. What's yours? Um, my <sighs> petty peeve is is really quite petty right but um like I said I on the pre-show I went down to the Trader Joe's on a Sunday evening to sort of replenish and get my good things right and uh I hadn't realized um that I picked up the I guess the carton of eggs that I picked up one mm-hmm. of the eggs was cracked It's oh. cracked and so they rung the bell so that someone could come. Um, and the eggs that I picked up, I remember distinctly that the date, the expiration date on those eggs, was November seventeenth, right? Okay. And so, before the man left, I was like, "Make sure, you know, I don't want you like, you know, make check the date." I just said, "Check the date," as in, "Don't bring me back no eggs that's gonna expire next week." Yeah, and you know that's exactly what he did. Like. It's like he walked back and was like, and I said, what's the date on them eggs? And it says, it says like 1026. I was like, my nigga, that's next Wednesday. That's next <laughs> like, Wednesday. Like, eggs should last like, longer than that. If y'all go back there and give <laughs> me some eggs. I was so upset. <laughs> if y'all walk your tail back there and
0: get me some eggs. Are you dumb? Why would you give me eggs that expire next week? I said, why y'all even got them? I was, y'all need to be getting rid of why them. Why was that the very next question out of my mind? Why do y'all even have eggs that are getting ready to expire next week?
2: I said, get me out of here. And I said, I'm just going, I said, you're going to have to switch them. And don't even talk to me no more because I'm getting them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I said, uh-uh, walk away from me and bring me back some eggs. Uh, that makes that sense. I can use for more than, 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 than seven days. Get your behind. Thank you. uh uh-uh. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. <laughs> if you don't get yourself stuff away from me right now. And you know what I there's another this is this is a bonus, right? Cuz it's just like sometimes have you ever come across especially in Trader Joe's? I've come across a little hippy dippy white person oh. that's just very dramatic. Mhm. Yeah. Very like blown Oh my god, out I just, love
0: like, these.
2: Yes, yeah. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the Trader Joe's like I'm a mask on, you know, I'm maintaining a respectable distance from the people Mm -hmm. because you know we are still in the times
0: yeah we are sorry this little
2: boy at Working Trader Joe's come up to me and was like oh my god your hair is regal I was like little boy (laughs) (laughs) walk away from me oh my god it is a regal thing oh my god I'm like what does that even mean
0: that you are a queen in his eyes
2: he was like oh my god I can't even deal with it I mean you came in and it's just it is what is it ethereal he was like he just started using all of these words and I was like if you don't walk your Roger's thesaurus tail <laughs> out of here and get from around me let me pick my mums I'm over there by the flowers I'm trying to pick me some mums now for my for my living room you come over here talking is foolishness
0: <laughs> your hair <laughs> is like
2: oh my god it's like it you're from a game ethereal. of thrones
0: episode
2: would you shut up please he's like your hair is ethereal oh my god it is amazing it's regal
0: that's when you gotta hit him with shit it that don't even make sense like your mom is ethereal and
2: then <laughs> <laughs> I was just like well, thank you now please walk away from me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i remember this white,
0: this white lady with locks she was like i love mm-hmm. your hair and i know she wanted me to say it back to her and, and i don't love you want to know i wish you wanna that you wanna know would have done a petty else. peeve of mine that's not petty at all white people with locks it, infuri- it, it infuriates it me should
2: not be a thing that we do
0: it no shouldn't. it shouldn't y'all need to stop doing that that is full-blown appropriation nobody asked you to do that and i i blame old boy from counting crows and any other white people who made y'all feel like it was okay for you to lock your hair up because it is absolutely the fuck not and i don't like it and i'm never gonna tell you that i like your hair back because i don't like your hair i remember my my home girl recently sent me a picture of a white girl with locks, and she was like, oh my gosh, she saw me when I took the picture. And I was like, good. And I hope she felt ashamed that you were taking a photo <laughs> of her in public because she shouldn't have that fucking those fucking locks on top of her head. So good. I hope she saw you take the fucking picture. I hate it. And if you're a white person listening to this and you don't understand why I hate white people with locks, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you should go listen to Joe Rogan. Anyway... Uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode of oh, Leave me out of it. <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth to explain it. I just hate it. And I said what I said and I mean it and I'll never change that. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in every single week. Thank you so much Tell to me. our beautiful guest, Kelechi. Make sure you all check out the say your mind podcast. And we're going to make sure, um, all of the links are in the description box so you know where to find Kelechi and all of her multifacets and everything that she does. We're really grateful for you coming and sharing space with us. Can't wait to come over and eat blood sausages and biscuits and dick pudding. Um, that's oh, spotted that, dick. That's
2: not me. I know. No,
0: no. <laughs> no. I say it facetiously, I love- but I can't wait to come and share space <laughs> and drink tea. <laughs> With all that being said, though, <laughs> I can just take them out, y'all. tell them what to do.
2: Make sure that you are doing your very best to uh, moisturize your mind by minding the business that is yours and yours alone. You want to moisturize yes. your insides by drinking as much of the Lord's water as you possibly can. Mm. Finally, Boop. and most importantly, you want to moisturize your skin because you're black.